Welcome to Working Class Conversations, the podcast dedicated to the working class experience. So, welcome Tony. Thank you. Right, I'm going to start off with a question that I start off for everybody, which is, what are your working class credentials? How do you define working class and how do you fit in that description? I think it's... It's a tough one because working class these days it seems to be something that is assigned to you rather than something you develop. Because if you went back, I mean, I I was born in the sixties. Throughout the seventies, a working class man and woman would have been someone who worked in a factory, did a either unskilled or semi-skilled job maybe even a skilled job but were working with their hands and they they were the working class but changes to the way britain works i think these days means it's not so clear cut i think working class is almost a lifestyle that you the way you're brought up the kind of life you had during your formative years if if you to ask me now on paper if you looked at what i did for a living I work in IT, I'm senior management, I'm therefore middle class. But it doesn't alter the fact that through my entire formative years I worked. But I, I lived at a home where my parents were... Well, my father was an industrial cleaner and my mother worked in a canteen. And you get sensibilities that you develop from them and they were very much in the trade union. So I still see myself as working class... But if anyone was to, to, to look at my life, they would say, oh, yeah, he's middle class. And I think it's, this is the problem that the working class have today in that they're not allowed to have nice things. If you want to do a middle class job, you're automatically seen as removed from the herd. Because if you're not getting, if you haven't got dirt under your fingernails at the end of the day, you're not seen as working class. Whereas, the same people, if someone came from a middle class background and they did go down the route of working in manual labour, they, they will be middle class throughout their entire life to the majority of, mm. of the world. So it's almost like working class is a separate entity that is defined by people other than the person themselves. Despite that, I was, I, I'd say my upbringing, my, my entire background is working class, so I still consider myself working class, but it's a moving target these days. Yeah, I think that, that a lot of people, you know, um, distinguish themselves in terms of their economics and they ignore the cultural impact of being Absolutely. working class. Absolutely. Is that... I know that, you know, like you've got like a middle class job, but we've known each other for God about what, twelve years? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, you are absolutely culturally in the way that you live, from the foods that you eat to your flat to everything that you do in the you know, is working class, but what's different about you is that you don't have you don't have an interest in what are seen as stereotypically working class hobbies and um uh, interests outside of where like your entertainment so you don't like football you're not a big sports fan you love reading and books you, you love the theater and all that these are all seen as middle class and higher uh interests 
yet you know and they're not something that a working class person should like so therefore you're not working class absolutely this is this is exactly what i'm saying that you you can't have nice things and be working mm. class if you don't if you're not down the pub on a friday night having a fight you're not working class if you go to the theater you're not working class but these were typically working class entertainment as much as they were middle class but th th there's this idea that you can't aspire to things and and still remain middle uh, working class mm. which is nonsense and it's almost it becomes an insult that every formative year of my years of my life went through a particular working working men's clubs with my dad all these things matter for nothing when someone can come along and say now you're you're just middle class and it, it it annoys me that we can't have nice things yeah why do you think it's perceived that the working class can't have nice things i don't really know it's I think it's it's almost a, a romanticised view of what it meant to be working class, to be tugging your forelock to your betters and to, to just to accept that there are, in fact, betters. Whereas not only am I working class, I came from a very socialist family, it's the same, both my parents were mm. involved in the trade unions. The idea that I would consider someone bred better than me is an insult. They may speak better than me, they may have gone to better schools than me, but they almost certainly went to better schools than me. But it, it doesn't make them my betters. It, it, there's... No. No, no, no. And I think there's this romanticisation of um, the working class from people that quite clearly do not live in it and that they're grandparents perhaps were working class or maybe even their parents where there's this romanticization of like oh you know aren't you lucky to have a council house but it's a nightmare being a council tenant because you are completely at the mercy of them sorting stuff out you, mm -hmm. you order a repair you've got to wait for them to come and do it and then it's not to the standard that you perhaps would appreciate you know, if the house needs rewiring, they just send a team in, it's done within a day, and they have no care or consideration about the appearance of the house. As a council tenant, in case you don't know, you're expected to maintain and decorate the house yourself, but they will do all the essential repairs. So, But when in doing the repairs, if you know, you've wallpapered your house and put nice carpet down and that gets damaged in the process of them doing a big job like rewiring electrics or putting heating in or something, they won't repair it. So if they move a light switch, they'll just leave they'll cap over the old light switch and move it to a new place and you're just left with like a white plastic block in the middle of the wall where your light switch used to be and it's in a completely different place and there's no care like if you owned your own house and some electrician came and said right i can come and do it but um it's easier for me to come and put the um light switch right on the edge of your wall and you know that one you've already got there you're not using that anymore so i'll just screw over a piece of white plastic over it yeah your wallpaper's really nice isn't it good but i'm sorry and like there's a, a hole in your ceiling because we've re moved where the the light fitting is there's no care or consideration you are literally just their tenant and they'll 
get round to doing something, particularly today because councils are so desperate for money. It's not necessarily that they're desperate to treat council tenants like rubbish, um, but just that they don't have enough money. You're really at the mercy of how much money your local council has got and what the government of the day is. And to be honest, it's not a guarantee of having a Labour uh, government that you'll you'll still get the services that you need. So I think there's this romanticisation about what it's like to be working class. Oh, yeah, it's the, this mill town, this mining town, and oh, yeah, you know, they, they all go to book. And it ignores the material reality, which is to be, in my opinion, working class is to be culturally working class, to have a particular culture associated with your local community that based upon the work that you generally all do that i think sort of gone um but it's also your material reality it's an economic class and a cultural class and, am, and the two are sort of getting confused i think in our world today in 2019 i think i would absolutely agree with you there especially as you, you the sense that when you're working class and you're in a council house and you are beholding to the council to do the work and they will do things as they see fit you develop a mindset in that you have to accept the way things are given to you mm. as you say if i now own my own flat if someone came in and just right i'm going to do this the way i want i would say no i'm the one paying the bill you do it the way i want and i think that is a middle class attitude that maybe i have picked up where you don't accept you don't just accept the way things are, are, are given and I think middle class uh, or working class even is as much a mindset of this is how the way things are this is how the way things will always be my, my dad for example he this is in the days before the national lottery uh, he would play the pools the football mm. pools and I, I remember him saying to me one day, it's the only way people like us would get a large sum of money. Mm. That you, There's no sense that you are able to go out and make that money because the opportunities to, to work in those kinds of fields just didn't exist. So my dad was never going to go out and become a multimillionaire despite the fact he worked hard. He would never have had the opportunities to, to make that, that kind of money. So to him, the pools was a way out. And I think for a lot of people, the national lottery is where it's almost a joke amongst people when you see people on benefits, oh, go and spend the money on a scratch card like they're stupid. And it's not stupid, it's blind hope. Yeah, It's the belief that there's no other way they're going to break the cycle that they're in and it's very easy and I hear this so many times up working in middle class circles where they just look down upon people on benefits as though it's it's a lifestyle choice oh they'll they're banging out babies because that's that's how they make their money that's their living which is bullshit you couldn't you you struggle yeah. to live on benefits um, people do it, but they're making it sound like it's the favoured option, and it's yeah, not. It's, it's hard, not. hard work. It, if anybody ever has kids in order to live off benefits, they're stupid. I mean, if if look at it this way, if it was genuinely, you know, a, a 
credible way to lead a wealthy lifestyle why aren't more women doing it because i would have a whole house full of kids and it you know if that okay that's my going to be my career oh, brilliant oh wait, i won't get out and get a job i'll just live off the state having kids and i haven't got any children it's not credible it's poverty they live in poverty everybody talks about children in poverty but it means mothers are in poverty as well and it's also more and more <coughs> It's uh, more and more and more that um, that people who are in work are also still in poverty because wages are not high enough. So this is uh, working class is to be an economic class, but it's also to do a certain type of job. Um, you, you raised the point earlier that it used to be simply manufacturing work, you know, tradesmen, men that you know, you know, actually physically did a service for you. And um, I think there's been this perception that that class has been wiped out because of the increase of degrees. Uh, I mean, I personally think that there's too many people getting too many degrees now, so it's sort of devalued the value of the degree. And more and more people are now getting masters on top of an, a degree and even going as far to get a PhD in order to stand out from the crowd. Um, but there's this pre presumption that... Um, that there's not enough uh, skilled worker and it's all been done because working class kids have been able to rise up the ramp, uh, ranks and sort of get degrees um, but it's a lie to presume that there are those credible jobs at the end of the line for them um, in, in order to pay off the debt that they're accruing to get these degrees I think you know that's a different issue mm -hmm. but um, working class people generally do still do the service they tend to do more public service jobs now like um for most of my career i worked as a library assistant and people say oh that must be a middle class job and, and certainly when we've got friends that i define as middle class they were quite surprised that i didn't need a degree to be a library assistant and of course you don't realize i'm just working on the counter serving people i'm doing things for them uh, in the expectation that they turn up in the library for information or whatever I'm serving them. It wasn't a well-paid job. It was well under the average wage. It was at the bottom end of the economic spectrum. And working class um, covers caring work, being a carer, being the lower paid workers, you know, in hospitals, in the NHS, your ward clerks, your cleaners. Um, so you might like less likely to work in a factory doing something and more likely to be doing something out in the community that's not regarded very highly socially and that's why they don't get paid as much but they are very socially important jobs and are economically important because if you have all the carers and all the ward clerks and all these other people that keep the system ticking over for very little money they all actually did go out on strike there would be chaos because mm. they do hold the fabric of society together much more than they ever did before when you know millions of working class men not in particular would work down in the mines and in factories doing that kind of dirty work in you know in foundries and stuff they're now actually doing jobs that really 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 um so, uh, offer a much more social benefit rather than capitalistic benefit mm. Absolutely, and I think degrees. Yeah, I think that's an entire subject. Yeah, so. I think that would be a different, entire different episode. I will do <laughs> one on that. Whoever is listening to my new podcast, welcome. Um, I will do that because I think that's a completely different um, question. Um, but today, it's sort of 
what does it and mean what, to what be? What does it mean to be working class? I think because these things are happening at a certain point in your life where you're learning skills. I mean, I work in IT now, but until I was 28, I was working for a, a local council. I was working as a gardener, and I I worked in parks. I picked litter, and people would visiting the park would speak to you as though this was the best you would ever achieve this is your lot in life and that you would accept it and it wasn't until I didn't go to university as I say until later in life but the mindset you that you develop it, it it stays with you when I when I was a kid when I was a child I went on two holidays my entire childhood both to Wales in that time, my dad never went on holiday, so just it was just me, my mother, and my aunt and her daughter went to a campsite in a caravan in Wales. And those are the only two holidays I had as a child. Now, many decades later, I can't go on holiday. I can't... I just, I just would not be able to go on holiday because it's not something... I grew up with and the today's generation where they're going off for two weeks in Spain it, it to me it, that would have been unthinkable when I was a kid I mean I have been away I have been various countries around the world but it's always I've always had to have something to do there I've always had to work there because that's the working mindset I developed growing up because it was everything was functional you you had to do you had to work and taking time off just wasn't an option and I think as well um, it's wonderful that so many people can go off abroad for a couple of weeks and travel to ever more exotic places Um, but it's still a massive expense Mm. and if you know I you know there's this sort of lower middle class upper middle class there's actually a lower working class and an upper working class i would say yeah is that if you're in the upper working class you're sort of financially ish comfortable and you perhaps can have the nicer things and you're not really on the breadline lower working class you're really living hand to mouth you know there's this um you're really 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 struggling economically you know a holiday would be a fantasy but for the upper working class you probably can get away um for one but it's going to be the cheapest holiday you can find it's not going to be oh yeah i've saved up and now i'm going to go and visit africa you are going to go to benadorm you're going to get on the cheap flight and you're going to have the 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 cheap hotel you're just going to um, you're not going there in the expectation of having a life-changing experience. It's a break from the mundane. Mm. You know, maybe you'll go to Greece, but these are expensive holidays that cost a few grand. And if you've got a family, you know, going away, spending three grand on a holiday for you and your kids, it's for for a lot of working-class people that's not possible. It's not economically possible. They haven't got the capacity to save the money for their holiday. You know, a lot of working class people go into debt just to pay for Christmas. And that's a lot cheaper than a foreign holiday, I would say. Once you've factored in passports, paying for your tickets, paying for everything there and spending money and all that, it's um, it's, it's a lot of money. So for a lot of working class, travel 
although travel's opened up for a lot of people it's not necessarily um a lot of working class people because it's an economic class as well as a cultural class so we've covered sort of sort of the mindset what do you think culturally in today's day because you're saying it's hard to pin down you used to it used to make sense to you but what would you define as culturally as best you can being working class and i'm gonna put in the, the fact that we're both in the west midlands i'm from birmingham you're from warsaw we're going to be sort of geographically distinct here there might be other elements in other areas of the the united kingdom where um there are other cultural things that you would do but for you, is there any sense? He's pulling a really big face here, which says I, I haven't got a clue what to say. The the problem is I can only see things as I've experienced yeah. them. Um, so there'll be some stereotypical views of what it would be to be middle class, but I've not experienced it. So mm. I think being working class is, as a kid, it was very much left my own devices i keep saying as a kid because that would have been yeah. when things happened left to my own devices in that my parents were both parents worked both had to work to pay mm. to pay the bills to live the life where we weren't we, we weren't really wanting for anything i mean as i say we didn't go on holiday but life wasn't hard i i knew people who had it much worse where one family member working meant that they just things in the in the seventies like not having a TV would have been weird because that was the only source of entertainment. Mm. And I think in today's world there are there are a surprisingly large number of families out there with no internet mm. because they can't afford the internet, they can't afford the computer to to plug into it. So I think I from growing up I'd say a lot of um, the family was close, but you didn't do a great deal with your family because yeah. if they weren't at work, they were at home recovering from it. Yeah, and your mum would have been doing the house and getting things sorted out in the house. To Very much so. So it, it's a difficult one because you don't know what you don't have when you don't have it. Mm. But I do get the sense that um, and having worked in the parks and having worked in parks in middle class areas that the idea that oh, I, I, I don't know if I can put it into words it was it was family was important and you spent a lot of time with your family but you didn't go out and do things there was no you didn't go out and play with each other. You didn't go off and socialise as a family, I think. Is no, you'd be in a big gang in the street and you'd just be an annoyance to everybody. Mm. Um, but it, it was a different world back then. There wasn't the kind of... Society was different, so it would be difficult for me to say, to, to compare it to these days. Because, like, my, my nephew, he's got five kids and he will... Go, he ha, he does go on foreign holidays mm. and he's very much a working class family mm. so times have changed so it, it would be difficult for me to say but no i mean i think that's fair enough that, that you know a lot of working class people now will, will go away on, on holiday they, they have now that ability to go off and pay and to be fair like my mom is one of nine and nan and granddad um it was from the man from the provident the, the man from the provident would come down and, and Nan would pay him because they'd borrow money to go away on uh, like a 
holiday every year they just go to Blackpool or a, a campsite somewhere they go somewhere on the seaside and stay in a caravan but they would take their kids away on a holiday every year for like a week um like the stereotypical sort of Butlins holiday mm. or something whatever you know there's lots of photos of that time when you know I don't think it was much of a holiday for Nan she was still having to do all the cooking and getting everything sorted but anyway they got away um and you know like eating out like as a kid we never went to restaurants if we oh, were lucky no. we would be given taken to McDonald's once a year as a treat you know it was like wow we're we going to McDonald's I mean my niece who's definitely got working class parents but I would say he's definitely going to have a middle class lifestyle um, you know she's uh, they've taken her to Florida and, and everything she, you know, McDonald's is a normality and like we were taking care of her the once she came around in the summer holidays and I could take care of her a lot um, you know when she's off school and I was like oh let's treat her and take her up to McDonald's and we said we've got a big treat for you and she was like yeah wow and I said we're going to take you to McDonald's and she was like what because for her it's not a treat no. It's not a, it's a normality, which is no criticism at all of anything. It's just like it struck me. It's like if I'd have been told as a kid I was going to McDonald's, I think I'd have been like, oh my god. But um, for her, it's something that um, happens a lot, so it's not out of the normal. And as I say, they took her to Disneyland in Florida, which <laughs> she she just adored and loved. But I think um, from my sort of modern take on like working class family stuff outside of like the fact that I haven't got kids and so it's sort of external is that yeah they do still take them away and um them for holidays and holidays to caravans they're more likely to buy a caravan to like be able to go and regularly visit and they still do take them out for meals but it's not going to be it's just going to be a pub meal mm. it's just going to be in a chain pub where they can just order off the menu and it's of a reasonable price where you can park your car for free, you know. And they'll take them to the cinema, but it, it's, um, you know, at cheaper points of the cinema. And it's a, again, it's a, it was a rare treat. I think I only went to the cinema twice when I was a kid. You know, it was it was an expensive thing. The, the cinema was all the way up into the centre of Birmingham, which we call town. It was all the way up in town. It was a good half an hour, 45 minute bus journey before we even like got there and paid for the tickets. It was um, very, very rare to a treat to, to go there. But again, um, I think a, a lot of working class people will make the effort to take their kids to the cinema a bit more. But I think, I think the economically, but it, the, the world's different because they've got the internet and they've got like Netflix and streaming. So I think. Things are different. I'll have to find somebody who's got kids and say, well, what do you do with your kids, you know, as a working class person, to really fully answer that one. But I would say that my working class experience as a kid was that there was just no money for, for anything. You know, I, yeah. was, I didn't, didn't, we didn't have a cold house. We didn't go hungry. I had decent clothes on my back. Um, I think the priorities were clearer. Yeah. I yeah. think it was food, clothes then luxuries yeah whereas these days it's playstation food mcdonald's designer labels and mm. it, it's and it's not criticism of that and i think there's a lot of peer pressure especially amongst kids to to look the part and have mobile phones mobile and... phones and and the like and i the the, the this, I, I wouldn't know that it's not a, a working class thing, but 
an old man thing, but the idea of Christmas having, well, for my big present I'm having this, for my little present yeah. I'm having, when I was a kid it was like, you're having that, that's it, that's all you get. And we're happy with it, but it, it's what you know. And it yeah. wasn't just my household. Yeah. It was all my friends. You didn't have tons of things. You you, you didn't have material goods. And it was different economies. Mm. These days, a lot of things are mass-produced and imported, which are cheaper. Whereas in, in, in the 70s and probably the 80s, it was more what was manufactured but what was manufactured either in the UK or imported mm. very cheaply is what you've got. So things have definitely improved, but in terms of what it means to be working class, I think this is one of the things that is starting to blur the lines that in my youth it was clear that if it was clear that I was working class and it would be clear that some of the kid wasn't was middle class and it was always down to what their parents did not um what shoes they wore or mm. what or what toys they play or what bike if you had a rally bike you were you were doing well if you had some cheap knockoff version you were working class you were a council mm. house scum whatever but yeah it, it it's it's the idea of prior priorities were different. And I think that line's been blurred. I think this is the, the issue that, we, you know, we can define working class as an economic class very easily because that's how much you paid. But defining it as a cultural class, it's difficult because working class kids can get their parents to buy them a mobile phone. Maybe it's a cheaper end it's not like a flagship model mobile phone um but they can get it and their parents can sort of help them you know pay for them to have certain sort of designers like um burberry was the big working class sort of sudden so there's an aspiration for lots of particularly working class kids to be fashionable to look as though you know put themselves on display as you know people with fashion sense and with credibility but you can definitely look and see a working class person by the clothes they wear versus the style of clothes that somebody with more money has um to spend they'll just choose i think to style themselves in a certain way and that i think that's really dependent on where you live i think um you know. but the issue is that when you're working class and wear a certain brand or a certain clothes it's um, sneered upon mm. if you have a big TV in your house of which I proudly have a big TV um, that's sneered upon if you have a Sky package or a Virgin package that's sneered upon but the truth is that that's a useful resource for you because you're probably not going to go out much because it's way more expensive to be going out regularly to entertain yourself than um, paying so much a month to have some Sky channels and just staying in to mm. to watch it. You know, if you want to go out for a nice meal, you could spend 30 or 40 quid, even if it's just a couple of you, by the time you've got there, whether you drive or use public transport, you've got to pay to get there, pay for the food and getting back. You know, you could spend 30 or 40 quid. That probably is your Sky package money for the month. Yep. It's, again, it's priority. You look at what's what's going to last... What's going to keep you and your family occupied for a month or an evening? Mm. And I think that is definitely a working class attitude that you think a Sky package makes more sense. Mm. 
in the same way not saving for a holiday because the money is better spent paying some bills mm. when I was younger. Yeah, you, you would prioritise and, and um, you know, energy itself is much more expensive, I think, now than it was or at least it, whether it is or not, I don't know. I'd have to look into that. But you, you certainly have more things... To, the more things you have, the more you have to upkeep. The more you have a mobile phone, you've got to keep it relatively up to date, otherwise it stops working properly. You've got to pay for a phone bill. If you want the internet, you're most likely going to need your home phone for the internet, so you still need both. I didn't have a home phone as a kid. Yeah. Because it just seemed an unnecessary. Who who are you going to call? None of the other family members had them. Yeah. And it's it's one of it's one of those technologies where. You only adopt when other people do as well because yeah. it would be... And when we did get a phone, our neighbours didn't have one, so you'd end up taking phone messages for your neighbours. Yeah. And initially they would take, or the neighbours were taking messages for us. So, yeah. I think it's the, the, the without aspect that causes you to pull your resources for the people around you, like taking phone calls and things like that. Right. I think we sort of reached a natural end in the cultural sense. So there's one question that I wanted to sort of cover with you, which we'll just spend a little bit of time on. Because one of the things that struck me in recent years more than anything is that I don't think the working classes, however you culturally define yourself or economically define yourself, is that they don't have any political representation in UK politics at the moment. The Labour Party has always traditionally been the party of the working class. But I don't feel that that's true anymore for several reasons. Um, one, their policies don't seem to reflect the actual needs of the current working classes, um, which is going to be an ongoing question for the podcast. But they don't, their policies, you look at their policies and they don't reflect really what's actually going on with people by and large. There's a couple of policies that will cover it. But. They are a party of middle class people. There's something like only four to seven percent of politicians in the working uh, in the Labour Party that are working class or say they're working class. The majority of them have been to something like Oxford or Cambridge University, and they've all seemed to do the same sort of degrees. So there's a lack of diversity and experience in the Labour Party, and very little of it, if any, is actually working classes in gone out and done one of these jobs where you're a carer or you're a bricklayer or you, you do someone's roof or whatever you you work in a canteen they've all gone to university a specific university with a specific degree come out and immediately gone into politics and so i i don't think that actually in any major uk political party there's any working class representation from the viewpoint of actually living as a working class person I would, yeah, I'd absolutely agree with that. And it, it, it's we're in the era of the professional politician, as you say. They, they study us the same sorts of degrees of either politics or law. They, they witness um, working class people almost as a tourist to their constituents, their constituencies, and they'll speak to people, but. I think it comes back to a sense of um, the, the, as we were saying earlier about people who live in a council house, they sort of accept that the council is going to come in and do work in a particular way, and you you don't have that sense of 
entitlement to to certain things mm. uh, in the working class in a working class background and I think there's a lot of people a lot of working class people who think they just have to accept the way things are and that people will do what they do regardless of what they say so you get a, a, there's not a large number of politically engaged working class people and part of that is down to collapse of the trade union movements mm. which were much more representative of working class people mm -hmm. and they had a direct effect on the Labour Party because a lot of the Labour Party was certainly early funded by trade union and trade union dues. Mm. If people aren't paying into trade unions and there's less of an incentive to join a trade union, mm. that has sort of cut away at the power base of the the trade unions, which some people would say is a good thing. I think mm. it's a bad thing because there's this idea that trade unions are always calling for strikes and want things they're not really entitled to. But that, that, that's a nonsensical view, and I don't think there's any evidence to support it. Trade unions are looking for the, to benefit their members, certainly, but we're talking trade union rights, uh, working laws such as health and safety, mm. working, how, working hours, uh, holiday entitlement. Mm -hmm. And if anybody thinks that working class people shouldn't be entitled to those things, I, I think there's, there's, there's a bigger question for you there. Um, so that yeah, certainly, the voice of working class people has been eroded, and has been eroded probably since the eighties. I'd say since the the mid Thatcher days, yeah, where where she broke the unions, and I think pe and and there's a lot of working class people who supported Maggie Thatcher and what she did against the miners' union, mm. not realizing that it, it wouldn't just end there. Mm. That maybe they they it was a union trying to flex their muscles a little too much and in the wrong place. But legislation that is brought in to curb one union curbs all unions. Yeah. And it wasn't for the benefit of the working working class people, who, as I say, because they they the the way the working classes are brought up, where you don't have a sense of entitlement. Mm that they didn't demand rights, that they didn't demand that, hold on, I want I want my fair share. Yeah. And I think this is, you know, like, in the 90s, we had the big Labour government with Tony Blair, and they did nothing to change those anti-union laws or the, the, the whatever was in place to restrict the power of the unions. They did nothing. that They had 13 years of power, and they did nothing to enhance the ability of just the average worker to assert their rights as a worker to get a bigger slice of the pie or to get... And this is the thing, that there's this assumption that the working class want to live off benefits and do nothing. The working classes want to work, but they want to get paid properly for their work, the same as the middle classes do, the upper middle classes and the, the higher ups and that. You know, when they go out to work, they want to get a good wage for their efforts, for their graft. And so does a working class person. A woman who goes out and does caring all day works bloody hard and gets nothing for it. And this assumption that if you work in a fast food joint that it's not hard work, so therefore you should only get the minimum wage. It's like nonsense. You know, there's a quite a lot of people I don't think would fancy working 
you know, in a McDonald's or a fast food joint because they'd look at it and snobbishly. But there's nothing wrong with working in McDonald's at all. There's nothing, you know, to sneer down at. The only reason people sneer at jobs like being a carer or working on the bins or working, you know... Um, you know, for a big chain of fast food, convenience food place, is snobbery. It's all snobbery. And that's revealed when it's talking about sugar tax and fat tax, that there's lots of approval for a fat tax because they think it's going to apply to fried chicken shops on the local high street and junk foods like burgers and chips. And then they rapidly lose interest in having a fat tax when they realise it's going to apply to olive oil and butter. Mm. You know, it's the snobbery that's attached to it, this sort of, you're poor. It's all to do with poverty, it's all to do with being poor. You know, if the jobs for the working classes were paid as highly as being a CEO of something, there wouldn't be this snobbery. Of course, it would be economically unviable, but um, it's snobbery. So, um, there is no real political representation for the working classes at the moment in the UK and it doesn't look like there's anything that's going to change it in the near future because as of today, which is the 20th of October 2019, our political system is in chaos. So we don't know what the hell is going to be happening in the future. Nope. Um, but let's take it on an end on a positive that there may be political revolution in the future. Whatever's going to happen, I think we're both in agreement that there now has to be change with oh, yeah, the way absolutely. our politics is run um it's just not going well uh, i will have an episode on brexit i don't know who i'll get to talk to about it but i will do it because it's such an important event for our times here in britain but otherwise thank you very much tony for thank you i hope there's something britain. useful coming out of all that so do I, so do I but I've enjoyed it anyway um, thank you very much for listening to my podcast uh, please subscribe this is just the first episode so you should have a little introductory thing that I've recorded and put up uh, explaining my ideas behind the podcast uh, I am uh, recording the next one on Tuesday so the next episode will be me talking to Kath a lady I worked with in the libraries so um, either subscribe so make sure you don't miss out on it or um, skip on ahead and listen to that one next thank you very much for listening and goodbye I need to get moving uh, sorry. yes right that was much longer than I anticipated